Welcome to Belief Beat, where we talk about things that matter with people who matter. This week, Pastor John is in El Salvador on our Mission of Healing trip, so we're doing something a little different. We're bringing you a conversation between Pastor John and Jill Barney that took place during our Stewardship Week live streams. Jill is a longtime Unity member who is active in a group called GRASP. It stands for Grief Recovery After a Substance Passing. She has a powerful story that we think you will find both meaningful and important. So without further ado, here are John and Jill. It's really good to see you, Jill. Jill, uh, has, John, it's good to see you. Jill has been so many things in this congregation. She's been our worship and music chair, just a little back just in the day. Back, uh, quite a little back. Well, no, no. We asking how long ago it was. I said, yeah, well, we broke ground for the education building. Was that really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I would, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so, and you were president. Right, so what was going on when you were was, president? That's when we broke Okay, down. okay. Because yeah. I, that's why I remember. Cause we were back you, doing you were that. using yes. a shovel back then? Yes. I don't use a shovel anymore. <laughs> I can help it. Uh, that's why you have a condo. I know. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, just. Just enjoy what's out there. Um, and let's see, you've been to El Salvador with us and yes. just been involved in and the Atlanta, so Oh Atlanta, yeah, the Atlanta, Atlanta youth trip, group. The youth group, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. 2003, that is. is that what, okay. yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. And we're doing a baptism for And look, your... I haven't even changed at all you... in all those years. <laughs> it's the truth. La verdad. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes, we're doing well, a baptism for yeah. my my little, my newest little grandbaby. So my grandson. And uh, what's his name? Abel John. Oh, that's right. Abel John. Named after you. Yeah. No, really. Yeah, named no, after yeah. my dad. <laughs> really? That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, Not well, Abel, just the John. Right, right, yes, right. right. Well, we're looking forward to that. And uh, so, yeah, it will be fun. That's early and that's in January, January right? right. Okay. I think the 8th, yeah. I believe. Sounds good. Which, by the way, the baptism of our Lord weekend. So it's perfect. Okay, I don't know nice. if Lauren knows that, but. Uh, you can pass I think, it on. I think, she, I think you told her. Did that. I tell her that? Okay. I think you did. Well, we've got you here because one of the things we're trying to do uh, throughout these uh, six days is meet all the community or as many of the community groups as we can um, that that share uh, space in our buildings. And we just really you know, uh, want to be uh, of uh, service to our neighborhoods and communities. And we're super excited to have every one of those groups uh, sharing some space with us. One of them is called GRASP. Jill is a part of that. Yeah. I should say that again. I kind of slurred that GRASP, G-R-A-S-P. That's an acronym. And maybe what, why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us what that means and like how it was created? I can do that. Share a little bit of that. Yes. GRASP stands for Grief Recovery After a Substance Passing. And so it's really about people who have lost someone most often to overdose deaths. It could be alcohol, it could be other addictive diseases, mm -hmm. but primarily our group is, is parents or siblings or spouses or partners um, or siblings. I, I said siblings. But yeah, yeah but right, that's okay. whatever. Yeah. Um, who've lost somebody to, to a substance passing. And it was created early in the 2000s by a couple who lost mm -hmm. their daughter to a heroin overdose. And, um, you know, I lost my son, Brian, in 2017, uh, February, um, to an accidental overdose, and it kind of changes your life. And I was looking for, that first year was horrible, mm -hmm. and kind of passes in a fog. John yeah. did a 
great job on the funeral. Wow. It was really as good as it could be, but um, it's a devastating thing to lose somebody. Um, it's, it's always a shock. You worry about it, but you don't really expect it to right. happen until it Nobody does. Nobody does. Right. And um, so I, I, I joined Compassionate Friends, and that was nice. That's a group that is for parents who've lost a child to any cause. Mm. But it never felt like a really great fit. Mm. And um, about December of that first year, I learned about GRASP from a friend. And I went to my first meeting in January. And because addiction or substance abuse disorder, which we're trying to we're trying to destigmatize addiction, um, and it's that's a that's a really tough, tough, tough road. Um, it's, because people want to treat it as a crime. I, I'm thinking, right. is that right? Well, or, you know, I mean, or as a moral failing or something? Right. Okay. You think about how our media presents in movies and TV and even books. If somebody's a druggie or a mm. drug user, they're kind of. Uh, um, irresponsible. They're usually living on the street. They don't have a dime to their name. They're stealing to support their habit. And that's really not the reality. And when I found GRASP, um, it was like all like-minded people with children who were very much like Brian, smart, charming, funny, he, I mean, he was a great guy, loving. He had a huge heart. He cared about other people. You know, he was a really good person. And it's really hard to lose someone like that and and have all your all the people around you just think about the fact that it was a drug overdose. So grasp gives you this opportunity to actually be with people who have been through exactly the same stuff. They're all so similar and, um, and we can say anything. We can talk about all of our feelings very openly and candidly. And um, I'd love to go get my phone because one of my grasp group couldn't make it tonight. She uh -huh. was ill, but she wrote a really great little paragraph that she said I could share it. I forgot to bring it oh, out. Well, can I do that? Yeah, why don't you just run okay, out and get it? Okay. Okay, right back. You you could tell a joke now or something. Yeah, well, no, no. I'll just uh, I'll actually talk a little bit about Brian because okay. everything everything Jill was saying about Brian is is just so very true. Uh, even even in confirmation class, uh, uh, Brian was was like a joke every uh, night in the good sense. I mean, he just was a funny kid, and um, he he took confirmation you know, relatively seriously, but he was just fun and other kids enjoyed him. And uh, I think that's the the part of him. Anytime you post pictures of him, it, that smile is just a really great smile. And his laugh was uh, great. Yep. You know, he would laugh so hard. His eyes would close <laughs> and and he would have, he would get teary eyed. You could, yeah. 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 So. Well, this is from a woman yeah. um, who is, one of our regulars and she was feeling ill tonight and I had invited anyone from group mm -hmm. to stay. We just finished our, our meeting and, um, and talk about what grasp is to them. And so this is what she wrote. And okay. I, I loved okay. what it said. And I think it really captures what grasp is. Okay. I wanted to share that attending grasp meetings has given me a space where my experiences with my son's addiction and death is understood. 
It is curious to me that often when I go to a meeting, I don't necessarily feel a lot better when I leave, but I do feel heard and supported. There is no other place and no other people except for Rick, which is her husband. And he was there tonight, by the uh, way. That I share the deeply personal experiences and feelings of loss and pain and grief that I share at grasp meetings. I know I often unload these feelings on others and people graciously accept the burden, even when they carry so much of their own burdens. I am grateful for GRASP and our members and your facilitation and leadership. Please share this in your interview mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that really says it all because it's, it really is an opportunity to say whatever is on your mind. And sometimes it's, it's stuff that's, you wouldn't necessarily think you'd want to share with people, but because they've all been down that same path, um, we, we are comfortable yeah. and it's accepted. Right, which would be a really rare thing. I yeah. mean, and a great gift, I would think. And I would, I would just think as, I mean, I can't comprehend it, Jill, but I, I just know that so sudden death of any sort is really hard on a family. Having a child die is really hard on a family. Um, having it be, you know, drugs is hard on a family. Right. Um, I mean, so each one of those, like, exponentially, I to me, makes it harder. It, and yes. uh, you would it, so need a group like, a community like GRASP. Yeah, it, it's, it's really, truly been a godsend for me. Mm -hmm. When I went to that first meeting, I knew, and I attended there about, I don't know, two and a half, three years, and then sort of felt like I could do this mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. talk to you, and mm -hmm. you so mm -hmm. graciously offered the church, which has just, it, I mean, it was, we were still in COVID, but you said oh, it was important, right. Right. and you said, you know, that it's this, this is important enough that we have to be able to do this, so um, yeah, it was it's been really a godsend, literally, yeah. and um, appreciate it. Uh, tell us a little bit more uh, uh, about Brian, and like, what part of you was in Brian when you when you think about? Oh, him? his! I think his humor and his love. I mean, he was just such a he was such a caring person. I mean, oh. he just he, but you big wouldn't heart. always Super know it. Heart. Yeah, but you know, he he had he was so fun. And we, uh, I, you know, that's that's the stuff I really miss. And what I, I think we all at grasp miss about our children is that we don't get to see them really have the life yeah. that you dream as a parent that your child's going to have. Mm -hmm. um, but we still use his uh, his lines. I, I pulled out my beautiful turkey on Thursday, and I I looked at it and I said, if this is as good as it looks, if if, if this tastes as good as it looks, we're in for a real treat right out of Christmas vacation. That was his favorite <laughs> that was line. Yeah. <laughs> it, so I probably messed it up. He always had it yeah. down to uh, every inflection. I put to the chat if we got it wrong. Yes, yes. But yeah, he was funny as all get out. And, um, I, and I think his heart was my heart. I yeah. mean, we just, yeah. uh, we both have a lot of caring and a lot of love to share. So so when, um, when somebody, what's it like for somebody when they come to your group for like the, the first, first time? time? I think it's really hard. In fact, I just, 
I have a message from a woman who's been trying to make the last four meetings and she always goes, I'm going to make the next one. But I think, I think taking the first step is yeah. challenging because you don't know what to accept. I can tell you it's a small group and they're very warm and they're very welcoming. And, um, and I think if people need it, or if you know of anyone who needs this, which unfortunately is becoming more and more common, especially with fentanyl now um, causing so many more deaths from overdose, um, you know, please contact me or John can put you in touch yeah. with me. And, and, and they um, don't have to be churched or anything. I mean, there's no, 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 there's no, no there's, like qualifications for coming. There's to this. no, you have to be 18 or older is the only qualification uh, okay. so um but um yeah there's no there's no there's no fee there's no it's just you just come and you share your story if you want to and um some people come for a meeting or two and don't say anything some people sit and cry for a meeting or two and don't say anything and then by the third meeting they want to talk about their story and we all listen and you know we share our stories and, um, you know, some people find that difficult, but other people find it healing. So I think, I think what helps is that so many people feel like they've been down the same path. Yeah. So right. I, I, there's a comfort in that knowing that, you know, you didn't, you didn't mess up, you yeah. know, this is a disease and it's a really tough disease. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. they come and they're welcomed. It's, it's, we, it's we, like we, cancer. I mean, it doesn't give right, up, unfortunately. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's the other issue with addiction is that uh, it's, it's, there's no cure. You yeah. always, you can be in recovery, but it's always hanging over your head, which I think is also burdensome for people. So um, I am working really hard to destigmatize this whole thing whenever I can. I don't don't use the word addict, and I, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and yeah, I talk about what else, what else would you well, say? Substance abuse um, disorder is what is being bandied about to destigmatize mm -hmm. that term of addiction because it does have such it leaves a a bad image. Of, of like you said, a moral failing or, you know, you're not, you're not strong enough. And I think the other thing that people really have to realize is it truly is a disease and yep. you have to, it, it needs to be treated as a disease. We jail people right. instead of treating them. They need to be treated. They need to be, you wouldn't jail a diabetic who didn't take their insulin or took too much insulin or whatever. You can't, you can't, we can't continue to treat them like they're second class yeah. citizens. Yeah. They need to be treated with respect and, and, and understanding that it throw, is a disease. Throw them a life rope, I yes, mean, as opposed exactly. to pushing them into the, exactly. off the boat. Well, they, they put them in jail and then they let them out. And in jail, they don't get to take any of their meds. So they put them out and then they use, and then they OD. It's really, it's, it's, it's a, a terrible tragedy. system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It really is. Um, so there's a lot of work but, to be done. Anybody who wants to get into the mental health field yeah. and we need some research on how to actually cure the dang yeah. thing. And yeah. 
Um, but but GRASP is here to support anybody who um, who needs that support. And um, otherwise, think about places where you can help. And you know, there's all kinds of harm reduction um, councils and and things that are being worked on, so that Narcan boxes are available and you know, yeah, syringe that exchanges. That those are really good things. Um, really positive trend yes. in terms of that yes. availability. Yes. And there are numbers you can call. So it, there's a number for never never use alone, mm. which is mm. very safe. Um, you do not get reported to the police and you can call and you they stay on the line with you while you use. And if you pass out, they have your GPS oh, or yeah. um, whatever your the cord yeah. coordinates and they send help. Mm -hmm. The guy who started that, I think, is from Arkansas. And I met him at a, at yeah. a, a, a opiate uh, summit last uh, May, and he said they've not lost anyone yet. It, you know, they've always gotten help to the person, so it's pretty cool. I was. Uh, how about circling back to? Um, I mean. Probably this person isn't listening right now, but uh, I think we'd all benefit. So what what would you try and say or do for someone who uh, is in your position, um, is just trying to tough it out, get through it by themselves? Yeah. Um, you kind of get stuck in that too. How, how do, you, do you know of any way to help people get through that or? I, I think- What would, I, what would, I, you, what would you say? Well, I'm a people person, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I, I um, you need somebody because you get, I don't think you can do it on your own because there's so much, it's such a different death and there's there's um, a little bit of shame or embarrassment like you, like you messed up. It's a little bit like a, if your child died of a suicide, mm -hmm. same kind of thing from a parent's standpoint, you, you wonder what you did wrong. And yet it's, uh, it really is a mental health disorder. So. Personally, I wish I would have learned much more about addiction while Brian was alive. Um, I was pretty naive. I thought when he detoxed that it was done. Why would he go back? He's, 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 through, he's through it. But it's so much more than that. And it's such a powerful, mind-altering disease. And it, the, the drive is insane to get to get another fix so um, if you lose someone to that don't don't sit and blame yourself or or try to try to work it out yourself um, come to grasp or, or or seek another similar group and I just think the advantage of grasp is that we all there's such a commonality and it is so it's amazing I mean almost every child that I've heard about that has died of an overdose had an underlying mental health issue. A lot of ADD, ADHD, some bipolar, depression, anxiety are the top five, I would say. But it's very interesting that none, none I have not met a parent who lost a child that didn't have some sort of mental health challenge which is a little frightening, yeah. but it is a, it, you know, it is a mental health disorder. I don't know if I'm going in circles. Am I going in circles? Uh, no, 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 you're like, okay. you're, 
being totally lucid and oh, good. Okay. saying really important stuff. Okay. So we, we have a couple minutes left. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, so tell us how you're doing five years later. I mean, uh, how fresh is it for you? Um, how you know, you how said have you become healthy? You said I something guess, at his funeral mm-hmm. that it's like this. Yeah. And it is like this. Yeah. And we I've talked about it many times. And and I I'm I think I'm pretty great. I mean, I think I'm pretty I think you are. I'm in a good place. Yeah. Um and but it's not that I don't miss him. I mean, I'm gonna miss him every day for the rest of my life because he was such a vibrant personality. I mean, yeah. he, he was no shrinking violet. Um and uh you know, it's a, you get, we get our family gatherings. That, well, and I don't think any of you are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you fit in well. Well, that's, yeah, we, we enjoy one another. So thankfully my daughter is almost equally as funny as Brian was. She doesn't quite laugh at heart, as hard as he did at his own jokes. So <laughs> but that's she's true. very witty. Yeah. And, and so we, we haven't lost all of the joy and the fun. And uh, I think I'm pretty good. It took, it really takes about a year that you aren't, I don't almost remember the first year much wow. at all. I yeah. remember the funeral and then it's like, it's just sort of a haze. Yeah. But then you start coming out of it and that's when I found grass 11 months later. And that helped a lot. And uh, yeah, I feel, I feel okay. And I'm, I'm confident I'm going to see Brian again. Yeah. And that's the one thing I hang on to. I mean, that really has kept it together for me too. So. Good statement of faith, Joel. Yes. You know that. I, yeah. Well, um, I'm I, just looking at our clock I, to see how we're. Yeah, can go I for say it. One? We, we, yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is we a, actually have this is, like three minutes. Okay, this is a little off, not off topic, but um, one of the things I've done, I've been to three mediums, which is very interesting oh. to me. And and the last one was a young man who would not look like anybody's idea of a medium. He's in the Bayview area, and it, it's, he's a, like a college student. It's like an accountant. Bearded, no, oh, he's bearded, oh. and he's burly, and oh. just not, you know. But he cleansed the room. He did all that. But but it was like I was having a conversation with my son. It was mm. so amazing because he, he said, Brian wants you to get a recliner. I said, a recliner? I said, I don't have room in my living room. It's a very specific thing. <laughs> He said, well, he said, you always sit in the same corner of your couch and there's a little round table next to you and you put your feet up on an ottoman and he just thinks you should have a recliner. I'm like, that's exactly, that's exactly where I sit. <laughs> Could you tell me the color of the ottoman to just, no, I didn't say that. It was, it was astonishing. And the, the, and he didn't want me to work too hard. He wanted me to relax and he was all concerned about me. And I'm just like, I felt honestly, like I had a conversation uh, with them and I, it, it made my, it uplifted me for yeah. a good two or three weeks and it still makes me laugh to, to recall it. So it was, it was kind of an interesting thing. And that's how I know he's going to be up there with, for waiting for me too. I mean, it's ordering furniture for you <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> well, but I appreciate that, that too. I mean, I, to me, um, 
grief is just insane. And, yeah. and, yes. and you've got a, there's no one way to get through it and no channel should be closed off. If right. it's going to be something that allows you to heal. And exactly. Keep I, yourself together. Yep. And, and, you know, it's right for some people and not for other right. people, but it worked for but me. But it worked for you. Yeah. And it was pretty astonishing, yeah. actually. So it was fun. Cool for you to share that. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Thanks for Absolutely. talking. Thank you. Thank you for providing the space for us, really. Um, um, we, had a, we celebrated Day of the Dead a couple oh, of meetings for, yep. ago, and we all brought mementos of our yeah. loved ones and, yeah, well, and their favorite food, and we uh, had a little meal. It was quite nice. So, uh, so what was Brian's? Brian's was army stew. My my army grandpa stew. was a army chef, and so we always like grandpa's army stew. You put it over mashed potatoes is the key. It doesn't have chunk uh, potatoes in okay. it, which I never like chunk potatoes. Yeah, so, yeah. mashed potatoes <laughs> so much better. So <laughs> get that get that on for the record. So I no chunk potatoes when you're serving chills. Two crockpots, <laughs> one of mashed potatoes and one of army stew. But and, yeah, it was fun. So. We do some nice things too, but I really do invite people to 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 share with friends who they might know might need it. To, to yep. check it out. Well, I, you know, one of the one of our uh, proposed questions for this was just how how did you even find out? Because to me, that's the thing. Because a lot of times people are looking for the resource. People also know about the resource, but right. they don't connect with each other and sometimes as a professional but sometimes as just a friend well um, my and this was so odd because this the friend that told me doesn't have children she wasn't even married at the time she was meeting with her financial advisor and they must have been talking she must have been telling mm -hmm. her or him about brian and the financial advisor told her about grass and so she came so to, she didn't even know about no it. she didn't and she came to me and she said you know I heard about grasp. You should check it out. And yeah, we had a new chapter in Greenfield. Her, the person who facilitated there lost her son two months before Brian found in the McDonald's parking lot on Moreland, of all places, on his way back to the cross. So yeah, huh. terrible stories. Yeah, but much grief, but much also grief. much celebration but of the lives that you're grieving. We talked about that tonight. Grief. You know that one of uh, one of the fellows said, "You know, I I finally found a reason for for my a reason for gratitude for my son." And he said, "I had him for thirty four years because he had just heard about a woman who delivered a baby that died mm -hmm. within twenty four hours." Yeah. And so he said, "You know, I have to be grateful. I had him for thirty four years." Mm -hmm. I said, "I've always been grateful. I had Brian. I would never. I would never." say I wished he'd never been born because I had 33 yeah. years of that little boy, that big boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that big funny man. Well, that's a good place for us to leave it. I, I should also just say that I'm also really proud of our, our council um, because for our AA groups and LNI groups, your group, um, we did feel like they were like life essential services throughout COVID. And so we did keep our buildings yes. open uh, to those and, and that was the right decision. And I'm, I'm really glad that we did and that you're uh, sharing space with us. It meant so much because we, the other group was doing Zoom meetings. It's not the same. Yeah. You need to be in the same you do. room. It's just a so, different. 
and we survived it all. Nobody got COVID. Everything was fine. So good. we're very grateful. Awesome. You're a good man, John. Oh. <laughs> you are. Thank I don't know what you did to your hair today. Oh, I went. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. What is I going just, on? I've been well, I had the hat on. You've been trying to not laugh the whole time. You need a little gel or so something. So the reality is that, you know, I swim and I went swimming yeah. today and I ran out of conditioner. Oh. And the only way to keep this under control and I swim is to have conditioner like I didn't have that it. So. And then we're in the house, yeah. like the worst. Hey, how about if we close this? I feel like we should pray at the end of this because this has just been uh, really meaningful. And, uh, so let's say a little prayer. Um, God, it's been good to be together with Jill and, and with Brian too giving thanks for his life. Um, thanks for the work of GRASP, uh, people supporting each other in the face of an, an just an incalculable loss and uh, just unloading that and, you know, not even trying to make sense, but just trying to get through the next day. Um, so for the people out there who, who are hearing this, who can maybe tell somebody else um, about it, the same way uh, Jill found out about it. Um, help us to be good, good communicators. That there is support, there is love, uh, there are places to go, and uh, if this is the particular need, uh, this is the place to go. And um, thank you for Jill's work. Thank you for her life. And thank you for upcoming baptisms of Abel John. In the midst of our griefs, there are also great thanksgivings, and uh, so we give you thanks for that. Uh, for Brian and for the work of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And that's our episode for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.